It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... You ever notice that life just seems to go by so fast and before you know it, a new calendar year starts? We don't even seem to be any closer to our goals. And even worse, it seems like every time we focus on one goal, others slip through our fingers. This is a journal I made that is extremely simple to use, creating a game worth winning. It's a paper journal that you write in old school style. Yes, just like the 20th century creating a game worth winning, a journal to design and implement your goals with money, health, organization, and time management available at Amazon. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today by Dr. Michael Newman. Dr. Newman is a plastic surgeon. We're going to talk today about some very specific things that are happening in the world, uh, our modern world with cell phones and how cell phones are altering our, our skin makeup. So uh, Dr. Newman, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So um, give us a, a quick background as far as uh, who you are, how you got into this specific area of medicine, and uh, and then we'll dive from there. Yeah, I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. I'm based in Los Angeles. got two offices, um, a full medical spa and uh, surgery center. We do a bunch of surgery, you know, cosmetic surgery, facial body surgery, et cetera. Um, and got into plastic surgery just because I thought it was so magical and, and, you know, just really affects the way that we all feel and look and, and our skin health and our body health. So is it, it, do you predominantly do skin or is it kind of plastic surgery of all kinds or? Yeah, plastic surgery, all kinds. So a lot of, uh, you know, breast augmentation, uh, breast lift surgery, mommy makeover type stuff, facelifts, nose jobs. Um, but, you know, our skin is the biggest organ of our body. And so, and we want to take care of that and protect it. You know, certainly there's some overlap with the dermatology world as well. Um, but with plastic surgery, you know, we're doing facelifts, we're lifting the skin, we're tightening the skin. And, um, you know, that's a huge part of the way we look. Yeah, absolutely. So what have you found uh, with cell phones specifically? And, and what's your process, like your thought process of figuring out like, oh, wow, this, this woman, this is definitely from a cell phone? Like, how do you figure that out first? Yeah, well, what we've realized now is, you know, when we see people in person, you look different than uh, a photograph of that person, because uh, that can be affected by lighting and lenses. Uh, and, you know, you can get different lenses on a camera that create distortion to get a, a wider image, which we know we've done that for, you know, landscape views and, and bigger scenery. But what happens is now with technology, we all use our phones and computers. And especially now with COVID, everybody is uh, online looking at each other and looking at ourselves, you know, because you get an image of yourself during a video conference or, or a selfie uh, photo. And I've had patients come in and say, gosh, you know, I look so funny. One of my, you know, one side of my face looks different than the other. I see movement that's different than the other. One of my breasts looks different than the other. And, you know, when I look at them, I look at them and say, well, actually things don't look as bad as they look in that picture that you're showing me. And so there've been studies now that have taken pictures of people, regular standard camera photos versus, you know, let's say a cell phone photo. 
and you can see the distortion in one versus the other. And, and the cell phones have a curved lens, which makes things in the center seem bigger, oftentimes the nose, and things on the sides seem smaller. And so that creates, you know, some weird shapes. And it also can exaggerate asymmetry that you might have in you know, our body or face. Mm, that's interesting. How do you, so how do you address something like that when, when somebody wants to say, look better on the camera, uh, but you, but you're looking at them in real life and you're like, yeah, but everything looks totally fine. Is that even something that we can address? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, what they're seeing is real in the camera at least. And so if people just want to look better on camera, you know, you can try and address those things by, you know, making some adjustments to correct asymmetry. But what I find is people are worried that that's what they look like all the time. And, you know, let's say if they're on camera, you know, filming a movie, well, they're going to look just like they do in real life because they're with a, you know, a standard camera at a, at a farther distance. But what they get paranoid about is they see that cell phone image of themselves and they get worried that that's the reality of what everybody else is seeing uh, of them, you know, in professional films yeah. or in person. And that's frustrating. And then people come in and they're, you know, anxious about it. They're stressed out. And I reassure them and say, Hey, this is not the way you look to everybody. It's not the way you look in the real world. So right, right. Don't stress. But speaking of cell phones, so let's go, let's go to this one. I think this is huge, you know, because most of us are on our cell phones so often. And even if we're not like actively looking at it, it's somewhere on our person, right? It's either in our pocket or in our purse. Uh, cell phones causing skin damage, skin abnormalities. What's going on with this? And, and um, kind of give a broad, big picture, and then we'll whittle it down and give people some uh, practical tips. Yeah, well, I think truthfully, you know, there's really no good scientific data that says that cell phones cause any kind of, you know, damage to our brains or our skin. You know, we're bombarded by wavelengths through, you know, radio waves and, and all kinds of waves all the time. And so, you know, I think there is some magnetic energy uh, with phones that, that is real, but I think we haven't really seen any scientific data that uh, shows damage to skin or damage to organs from cell phones. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I, sorry, I mis maybe misunderstood. Uh, that's a good thing. So you were talking more about cell phones distorting the image of somebody as opposed to like causing damage of the skin. Exactly. Exactly. So it's all about, you know, appearance and what you see versus reality. And so the lens is curved. And so when you see an image that came through a cell phone, uh, then you're not really seeing a real picture of what you really look like. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we all live in this digital world, right? And like right now I'm, I can reach out and I'm, you know, arm length from the camera that I'm using right now. And that for sure would cause some distortions, right? Right, right. So the, yeah. I think, you know, simple point that people can take home is the further you are away from the lens, the more real your image is. So being further is better. Got it. Got it. So even if you're further away, but zoomed in, maybe the camera zoomed in, mm -hmm. but as long as you're further away, that's, that's the key, right? Um, what, so what do you see like on a typical day? Like, what does your schedule look like? Um, one of, one of my good friends is a doctor and I just asked him this the other day. I said, are you like working 20 hours a day? Like what does your particular schedule look like? Yeah. I'm usually kind of a 12 hour day type person, you know, come in at seven, go home seven or eight, yeah. you know, typically, uh, doing surgery a couple days a week, usually three days a week. And those surgeries might vary, you know, a lot of liposuction, mommy makeover, uh, facelift, nose job type stuff, mm -hmm. uh, 
we're doing a lot of fat transfer these days. We'll take fat from some part of the body, uh, let's say around the waist and inject that into the either breast, face or butt to add more volume and contour. Um, and then a couple of days uh, in the office seeing, you know, new consults and follow-ups. What do you think? Like, I, I'm always fascinated by this, like the, the whole chicken and the egg analogy, right? Like if somebody, you know, really starts, uh, you know, with displaying good habits and things like that, you know, we can lose weight, we can get healthier. Right. But I know it also goes the other direction too. Right. Have you seen anything like, you know, you, you do liposuction on somebody, a tummy tuck, uh, breast augmentation, whatever it is, or, or face, have you seen that affect them and their habits, their healthy habits? Have you seen them kind of feel differently about themselves? You know, cause I know it works from the inside out. I've also seen it work from the outside in. What have you seen in that regard? Yeah. And I've seen both of those scenarios too. You know, I, it's unfortunate. Sometimes a lot of patients come in and they say, you know, I've just can't lose this weight. Uh, I want liposuction everywhere. Just take it all off. And, you know, that's a tough conversation to have because I tell them, look, liposuction is not the answer. You know, it's diet, it's lifestyle, it's exercise. Um, plastic surgery can't fix that. But a lot of times when I tell them, look, if you can lose whatever, 10, 15, 20 pounds, um, and then come back in and we can reassess what's left, then we can really target the areas that are left over and really get you a great result. And sometimes just having that carrot in front of them, knowing that there's a reward um, really gets them going. And so they'll come in, you know, whatever, 20 pounds later, and then, you know, we'll hit a home run. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I, th I think that, um, yeah, it makes them realize that, Hey, I, I have a little work to do and then I'm going to get some help. Right. I'm going to get the, the final touches. I once, I have a story about this woman who once came into my, my gym and she was, she was lean. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she was a little bit older. I think she was probably in her maybe late fifties, sixties. Uh, but she was lean, but the way she was talking there, it was interesting. There was something that wasn't like matching up with the way that she was speaking and the way that she looked. And I, and I couldn't pinpoint it. Like I, it was just like a, a feeling I had, I guess. And then toward the end of the conversation, she mentioned that she had just had liposuction and she lost a hundred pounds. Wow. And I was thinking <clears throat> it was interesting because I almost felt like she hadn't really embodied that lean person yet, mm -hmm. right? She was still sort of talking like somebody who was very overweight. And, um, and I told her that I said, look, this is great that you did that. You know, you're, you're healthier. You have less, you know, pounding on the knees and everything that goes with that. Let's start to work on your mindset and let's start to get you thinking like somebody who is able to actively keep this weight off. And so I thought that was interesting. And then she, she really got it. She's like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And, um, and she started to slowly creep in that direction. But again, in that case, it was like, with her, it was like from the outside in, like getting that liposuction was a liposuction was a really effective way to jumpstart her into that mindset. And I thought that, and long-term she's kept it off too. This is like 12 years later. Yeah. So that's an incredible story. And that's, you know, the ideal, you know, if there's some way to kind of treat some area that um, people are very self-conscious about, then it makes them feel better and, and feel more motivated to, you know, stick to their dietary habits. I, mean, I have a, a story too, a patient who was, you know, very overweight and kind of wanted to be thinner overall. And I said, well, we can't really do everything, but we can focus on a couple spots. 
And so he did. And, and, you know, it was around her stomach and her back. And she ended up losing, you know, 50 pounds after that on her own. But wow. like you said, you know, that she just wanted somebody to help get her motivated. And uh, yeah. once she started to feel good about those areas that were problem areas, she just really lit it up on her own. That's awesome. Yeah. She just needed that kickstart and then boom, she, she was able to kind of finish the job. That's the cool. other category of people that I think common, you know, we probably overlap on a lot is um, people that have had kids, you know, moms, you know, cause sure. their abdominal muscles sometimes will separate. And despite the fact that they might not be overweight, um, people will see them at the grocery store and ask them when they're due and ask them if they're pregnant and, you know, they get obviously hurt by that. Cause they're like, I'm not pregnant. I'm actually fit. And right. I had my kid, you know, a year ago. Uh, and it's so frustrating for them because they're trying everything they can. They're going to the gym, doing exercises. A lot of times we'll send them to physical therapy, but you know, sometimes we have to do surgery to tighten those muscles back together. Right. And after that, boy, they keep it off. They really hold yeah. onto it. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's unfortunate too, with those, with those women, it's kind of luck of the draw, like, mm -hmm. you know, going into their first pregnancy, like they have no idea what post-pregnancy is going to be like. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's tough, you know, because you never know, are those muscles going to come back naturally or not? Yeah. I've had some patients, it's, you know, crazy. You look at them and you can't tell that they've ever had a child, you know, they'll have no stretch marks, their muscles will be just, you know, totally solid. Yeah. And then some people that, you know, it just never comes back together. Certainly yeah. there's some things I think, you know, with your involvement, getting some good, um, you know, exercise routines, physical therapy uh, to try and recover on their own, wear some support. All those, all those things help, but it's yeah. totally unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's good to know that there is an option if they're, you know, they're doing everything right diet exercise, and it's still not, you know, snapping back to the pre-pregnancy uh, body, then, you know, they can come in and, and work with you. Um, Dr. Newman, I like to finish with, we're going to go real big picture, talk about just more life in general. And I like to give my, my guests a chance to to sort of like motivate, let's say we put you in front of a graduating class at a university or maybe in a corporation and you're, you're the, the motivational speaker. So you're talking more like life lessons, what you've learned along the way, you know, going through medical school, dealing with patients and, and clients. Uh, what would you, what would you tell that graduating class, uh, how, how they can get the most out of their lives? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, we can achieve, whatever we want, which is amazing. You know, I see that in myself. I see that in my colleagues, you know, I think if you have goals out there, whether it's, you know, becoming a plastic surgeon or becoming super fit or starting your own company, there is no doubt you can do it. You know, if there's a will, there's a way. And I think along the way, whatever you decide to do, you need to take care of yourself, you know, don't let yourself go. And so that includes, you know, staying in shape, um, some kind of exercise and some dietary habits. And I think, the problem that a lot of us slip into is, you know, we feel like if we're able to eat a balanced diet in our twenties, we think we can just eat the same way the rest of our lives and stay with the same body. But the reality is our metabolic needs go down every year. And so you have to eat less and less every year in order to stay the same weight. So you got to be conscious about that. Take care of yourself, do some exercise. I think exercise gives us a lot of mental health too. You know, it's a good opportunity to meditate and, uh, you know, keeps us in shape. Yeah, absolutely. hundred uh, percent. So how do people get in touch with you? Uh, if they want to, do you offer a consultation? Uh, how do you, how do they start? Yeah. So they can come in for a consultation and we can take a look and 
figure out what the best options are for them and, and figure out their goals and how to get there. And so the best way to reach out to me is uh, through Instagram at, uh, at Dr. Newman Plastic Surgery um, or a couple of websites out there, uh, drnewmanbeverlyhills.com or plasticsurgerysource.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you what part of LA you're in, but Beverly Hills? Uh, yeah, two offices, one in Beverly Hills and one in Torrance. Oh, perfect. Los Angeles area. Oh, nice. I went to college down in LA. I went to LMU and I lived in Torrance right after I graduated. So yes, yeah, so you know that area well. I mean, I LMU know. is such a great place right next to the water and oh yeah, right in good access to everything nice in LA. So it's easy to get in and out right by LAX. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, awesome. Again, we're joined here today, Dr. Michael Newman. I'm Chris Janke of Health in the Real World. Uh, Dr. Newman, thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure. Great to, great to speak. Looking forward to next time. to learn more.